Hey, Michelle. Hi, Christina. So, Michelle, what are we talking about today? We're diving right into the big question of should you go to college? So a lot of you guys, if you're U.S. listeners, you might know that the average student loan debt in the United States as of 2019 is just under $30,000 per person. Going to college right now has become this humongous decision when you're thinking about, do I want to spend that much or more to potentially get a college education? Will that lead to a good career? There's so many different factors that you have to think about right now if you are looking at going to college and where that's going to get you in life. So Christina and I actually fall on different sides of the issue. So I, so a little background, Michelle and I both studied art, um, but I think that college and art school is worth it if you are very um, clear on your goals and what you want to do. And we're going to talk a lot about that in the next few episodes. Um, And Michelle, yeah, I'm on the opposite side. So I like to say that the only reason I don't work at college is because my friends were worth the money. The education really wasn't. And most of the stuff that I have done afterwards has come from my own self-study outside of college. So it's been very interesting having lots of discussions with Christina over, you know, the years since, <laughs> essentially. And even when we were in college, looking at what the different experiences are like, um, how different friends of ours have turned out, where people have ended up on this different sides of the debate. And so even though we both have different design backgrounds, you study design as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So uh, Christina has a degree in design from Micah. Yes. Maryland Institute College of Art. Yes. Mouthful. And I have a degree in design um, from Boston University. So even though we both studied design, Christina actually has a much more specialized education in terms of the school is dedicated to the field. And I have a much more generalized education. I was in a very specific program for what I did, and the college that I was in within the university was very specific to that. However, there's a lot more factors that we're going to be talking about <laughs> in yeah, making this decision. Absolutely. So I think Michelle hit it on the point, like, you know, what is your career going to look like? What um, programs are best for that? And we're going to cover all of those topics um, in the preceding episodes as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. So to start off the argument immediately, <laughs> um, I really don't think that for the majority of the people in the United States today, U.S. college is worth it. And I am going to put the caveat of U.S. college in there. Um, I actually have two younger sisters. Both of them decided to go to college in Canada. Part of the decision was because that the education was as good, if not better. <laughs> it was slightly cheaper. And it actually ended up getting them a much more well-rounded education. And they solved all the mistakes that I made. So they were able to dodge a lot of the pit holes that I fell into, because I absolutely did. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a a really good argument. Um, But from my perspective, because I was clear on the fact that I wanted to really work in a design company and I wanted to eventually start my own firm and, you know, create world class design and solve real world problems. The program and the school that I went to really did prepare me for all of those um, different skill sets that I needed. Um, And I'm not sure I could kind of get that elsewhere. But I do have to say, um, you know, we we always joke about 
how every time we pay tuition, like which organ we're going to donate this time or sell <laughs> off, you know, it's a yes. true, it's a true <laughs> statement and it's very widespread, unfortunately. But, you know, I think in the long run, um, you know, coming back to the whole, like, so I'm Asian. Um, and so the, the culture that I grew up in is really, you know, invest in your education, invest in your future. Um, and so that's a really a big deal for us. Um, and even, you know, going against the reign of, you know, telling your parents, your Asian parents, hey, I'm going to go and study the arts. This is not something that they're used to hearing because a lot of you will identify with this. Um, your parents want you to be doctors, lawyers, or... Um, yeah, just like high income people because they want you to um, succeed. Um, and then I think we'll also really talk about what success means in life. Um, I think that's something that <laughs> Michelle is going to jump at. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll make that numbers over. Yes. Um, yeah. But jumping back to the college thing, so there's really, you kind of almost started hitting on this when you said doctors and lawyers. Exactly. So there's a bunch of factors that I'm sure you guys are already thinking about with these should you go to college question and one of the big ones is what are you actually going to be studying what kind of fields are you interested in so we're both in the arts field now however we both have friends that have been through colleges in all different types of fields and one of the few things that you really do need a college education for is things like doctors and lawyers mm -hmm. they're very traditional careers they have very defined career paths um engineers kind of fall on that same track where it's just you're kind of expected to have a degree but say you're interested in something like the arts or say you're interested in programming, those jobs hire foremost on the portfolios and the work that you can produce well before they hire anything based on your college or where you came from. So, and Christina, um, I know you love the education that you got at MICA and that it was world-class sort of thing, but you also had the advantage of knowing what you wanted beforehand, yeah. um, which I did as well. Um, but I actually ended up later switching careers, whereas Christina did not. So there's an element of knowing what you want to study beforehand that a lot of 18-year-olds, we just don't have, or 17, however you are, it's 17 for applying to college, so. Yeah, 17. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, if you have a really strong idea of, like, I really 100% know I want to be a pharmacist. I actually, um, I mentor this, this girl who really, really, really wants to be a pharmacist. She knows the field. She has, like, She's got basically her brain wrapped around the subject of what this would involve. In her case, we were actually look at, able to look at specialized colleges, like how you were able to look at MICA. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense for her. Yes. It's also a field where she needs education. So that kind of, <laughs> that is a factor as well. Yeah. She doesn't really have the option of not doing college because of that. But if you are in a field that doesn't need college, I think it's worth it to really look at what exactly is this college going to teach you? What happens if you decide to change? Mm -hmm. Do you have a way out of that? So to give you a very specific example, my middle sister, who's three years younger than me, her name is Danielle. She is an animal scientist. Um, and she is actually specifically in a lab field right now where just the other day she told me that the job that she's in, high schoolers can get. High school diploma only. Wow, that's crazy. You would not expect that. She's a scientist. Yeah. But I think that's why when it comes to, if you have a specific field that you want to work in, it's really important to look at, do you actually need college to do this if you're going to actually invest in this? And in her case, she has a college education. She's actually graduating 
um, this ring. Yeah. So in her case, the degree that she has, she doesn't regret it at all. She got really good education, but she was extremely smart about the way that she did it. She took her sweet time figuring out what she wanted to do at like the cheapest college she could. And then she specialized. So mm-hmm. I think it really comes down to smart decision making more than just a general is college worth it for every single person. Mm-hmm. And I think this this is a good segue into um, if you're local, um, I'm sure we're pushing this out to um, local high schoolers. Um, so, you know, think about community colleges where you can practice and learn different art classes and, and um, study under different teachers, learn different techniques and Find out what you like or don't like. If it's something that you really like and you want to pursue, then get your associates, um, for example, or in Howard County. So get your associates at the Howard Community College and then transfer to Michael or transfer to VCU, transfer to all these other great four-year colleges. You've basically saved, you know, I don't know, about $20,000 right there um, just <laughs> from experience because, you know, just the cost is so low there that, you know, you're getting the experience and you're really learning, but you're, you have a great foundation now as a jumping off point. So really, we're here to help you figure out kind of what options you do have. Um, I think that's kind of the um, jumping off point we'd like for this podcast to be. Um, and just a little quick backstory to how we came up with this idea. Um, actually, Michelle and I came out from the same high school. Um Shout out to Marriage Ridge. Um, and we would go back to the high school every winter for a alumni day where we would um, sit in a circle and basically everyone that's graduated from that art program would sit down and kind of dish out college and career advice to the art students within that program and kind of give them a glimpse to, you know, the outside world and you know, life after high school and college um, and how we navigated through college because that was really on a lot of people's minds. And so we wanted to, to serve as like, you know, an inspiration, but also a sounding off board for students there. And I think this is a great way to kind of um, get your questions answered. Um, I know Michelle coaches students. I also have done some, you know, coaching where I help students figure out whether or not they want to do the arts. Um, specifically. So I think we kind of came together and decided that this podcast would be a great way to kind of hit more um, kind of people out there and and let them kind of jump on board and understand from a perspective of people who've gone through this process um, what it's like. I think also it's important to kind of acknowledge the fact that right now um, students are going to college and the people that are helping them make the decision on whether or not a particular place makes sense for them, etc., are there's three categories. There's the parents who are typically very far removed from the current college system. They a lot of times with the students that I work with especially, their parents don't understand the full transformation the college has been through since, you know, the seventies and the eighties when their parents went to college. It's much more expensive. There's a lot more hoops to jump through, and the competition for who gets into what school has changed. So that's one factor. Second factor is a lot of schools don't have anybody that helps the students navigate the colleges, yes. like the college application process. So a lot of times, especially if you're interested in a particular like specialized subject, you're entirely on your own, or you're left with a teacher whose job isn't to teach you. It's not to help you figure out a college, and it's not really fair to have the expectations put on that teacher to help you make the right choice. And then the third, excuse me, the third group are the lovely 
college administrators who come to visit, they're salespeople. <laughs> they, most of the time, they won't lie to you, but you have to remember they're always going to put everything in the best light that they possibly can. And with these schools, they're going to be selling you things like amenities. And when it comes down to whether or not you get a job after college in a field that you're actually interested in, whether or not your school has three indoor pools and an outdoor pool is not going to make a huge difference. It's no. just not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you like to swim, and that's a non-negotiable. But, I mean, yeah, Michelle's right, really. I went to a school with a wave pool. Oh, really? <laughs> We yes. did not have wave pools at Micah. Um, so the money is being put in the right places, guys. Um, but with, with that said, I mean, I, those are all very valid points. It's like, you know, your parents don't, don't know about that process. And mm-hmm. I, that's why I think it's so important to bring in alums who have been through that process. And Michelle and I have been through that process. And we've been through so many of these alum talks at this point where a lot <laughs> yes. of the same questions come up. And so we thought, hey, this could be a really good topic to put into a podcast so that people can refer to it. Um, and then, at you know, we'll talk about a lot of the things that Michelle talked about, like how do you communicate this with your mom and dad? Um, mm-hmm. How do you um, navigate the admissions counselors and how do you get them to be on your side? Um, I mean, they're always going to be on your side, but how do you communicate in, in a way to them and get most the most out of, you know, interacting with them, really? Um, so, yeah, a lot of that stuff we'll cover in this podcast. Right. So. And then really the first thing to get you guys heading in the right direction is to get out from under the college overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So when you're stuck with this choice of, do I go to college? There's also the choice of, oh my God, where? And we have so many schools. Um, There are good resources like the College Board website actually has really, really fine search criteria. So you can look for very, very specific schools on there. And that was actually quite helpful Mm -hmm. um, for both me, my sisters, and the people that I work for. So those kind of search engines are really helpful. But the first thing to remember for the whole process is you're the only person that's going to be able to take the reins on this decision. And you're also the one who's stuck living with it. A lot of high schoolers, this is the first time that like they get to make a choice this big that is going to be stuck with them. You take a student loan, that follow you forever. You can't get rid of it with bankruptcy. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> you're stuck. And Christina and I have been quite lucky in the fact that we can manage our student loans. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm we're both four years out of college, right? Yeah. yeah. We're both four years out of college. Um, and, you know, we both, I think I'm definitely still paying my student loans. I think you are as well. I, I am, but yeah. I am almost done yes, paying my student loans. Yeah. Um, so this will be another thing that we talk about is how you manage your student loans, how you, I don't know, like get into the money mindset of, um, saving, 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 and then snowballing effect to pay off all of these major loans in your life, um, and just really, you know, real life experiences when you what that feels like yeah, on the ground, exactly, <laughs> and how it feels to be at different stages. It's also really cool for Michelle and I to kind of record our progress as we pay off our loans. Um, <laughs> so we will have a little dance party, a silent podcast dance party when we both pay off our loans. <laughs> um, and this also goes into um, once you graduate from college, do you go to grad school? Um, are you going to take on more loans? Um, so I've had friends who are taking on more loans because, hey, I'm already in debt. Why not take on more loans? But oh, is yeah. that something that is the correct decision or is that something that 
um, you really want to consider. I've because, talked three people out of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I think you can add me to that one because <laughs> I was actually, like, yeah. uh, I'm going to grad school. And she was like, no, Why? no, you don't need that. Um, but thankfully, I was waitlisted um, to a, I think it was $80,000 of tuition. She's, um, yeah, real talk, right? Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's, again, a great school. Micah, the grad program there for graphic design is amazing. And just the job opportunities that I would get out of that. So really right. thinking about the job opportunities that you would get from the network um, of that school that you're attending is is something that you also want to really think about. So what I tell the people that I work with specifically um, when I am talking about how do you figure out what college to go to, the, one of the very first things is what will that college get you? You're paying them money. You need to get something out of it. So you have to actually figure out what does the career I want to go into need and does the college meet those needs? And this is something I wish somebody had told me when I was going to college so much because it would have just saved my butt entirely. I had a general idea. I knew um, I was looking for high levels of design production in terms of the student artwork that was coming out because I was looking at a very creative field. But what I didn't realize is I really should have asked how many alumni they've placed in positions for design. And you can call the administration and ask that and ask and ask until you get forwarded to the person who's going to be able to tell you. We have, you know, this many students graduate and we look at about, you know, this percentage in terms of students that have a job in their field. The colleges do keep that in terms of the statistics. So that's something that you can ask for. Um, and then the other really key thing is to figure out if you are really set on something in terms of like this is the dream job for you. Figure out exactly what it takes to get to that job. And the only way to do that is to ask somebody who's already in the job. So big example for this, um, my other sister, <laughs> her name is Erin. She's in college now. She really wanted to go into virtual reality and game design. Mm -hmm. I happen to have quite a few friends in that industry. So I called one of them up and was like, hey, Sean, what would it take for somebody to get into VR right now? And we sat down. He gave me a list. This is exactly what she needs. And she's the kind of person that works really well with lists. Mm -hmm. So that helped well. She was able to go through and basically check off the boxes. She's a sophomore. And uh, next month, she's presenting her first 3D game for the Oculus Go. So she's wow. <laughs> but she's also going to be coming out of her college experience with a lot more under her belt than most other people do. And it, when you go in with this knowledge of this is what is valued for this career path or this industry, you can avoid making mistakes. Like I actually ran an entire marketing department by myself for a year and a half in college. Sounds great, right? Except for the fact the design industry doesn't care about that. My portfolio mm -hmm. suffered and my portfolio was what would have gotten me hired. So you can make choices like that. Like what do I want to actually find in a college? Do they have these opportunities? Do they have... In my sister's case, for example, a club that specializes in 3D game design that she could just hop right into, it makes a good choice for her. Yeah, and I think this hits two different points. One would be um, how flexible your school is with um, you designing your own program if they have the tools and the technology for you to experiment with that. Um, so thinking about MIT or MICA, we have these experimental departments where you can really create your own pieces in your own projects um, based off of what you're interested in. Um, but that's another topic that we will definitely cover more in depth. I think it's really at this point, just remember that it's it's your job, unfortunately, but it is your job to figure out where the information gap is mm -hmm. and what you need. Yeah. And I think 
back to your other point about um, schools reporting the number of people they put in mm-hmm. different positions, that's what I really appreciated about Micah is the fact that they had little um, informational um, takeaways for every major and said, hey, the people coming out of this major landed these different positions. So it was really nice to see that career track. And this is something I definitely challenge a lot of the other colleges out there, not just like art or the creative uh, colleges. It's like, what information can you present in a brochure format to your students and and show them that there is a future there? (laughs) Um, So, yeah. See, I'm I'm a lot more blunt and candid when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm sure they can send me the numbers in a brochure. I want to talk to these people. A lot of times they'll hook you up as an alumni, for instance, if mm-hmm. you ask them. Yeah. Um, they'll have to, if you call them, they're forced to give you the numbers on the spot so they can't actually lie or fudge anything. Um, and it's it's one of those, you know, they they normally have those numbers on hand, but I find mm-hmm. it's a little bit better to catch yeah, them Yeah, you're <laughs> more of a number scale. I'm more of a, here are all the different possibilities that, you know, you can go in. Well, so it's a little two different sides of the coin. I think really. it's also, like... So dealing, I dealt with a very large university. Your school's much smaller. Mm-hmm. So um, my graduating class had like tens of thousands of students, for instance. <laughs> it's quite large. Um, and so I there's like little things that I know if I, you know, been aware of beforehand, I would have been able to call to ask. So for example, um, the arts college at my school is significantly smaller than the others. So I should have really been able to figure out what the specific uh, statistics were for my design program in the college. That's an even smaller portion. There's only two classes of like, I think we had a grand total of um, 24 graduates for design specifically my senior year. So being able to go in and say, hey, can you give me, you know, some examples of placement rates for designers, specifically designers? Not the painters, not the acting students, not the musicians. Um, and I would have actually hopefully been able to find out beforehand that the placement rates for designers are rock bottom. They're like on the floor. <laughs> for and, BU though. Yes, for okay. BU. And then I, I know they've, you know, they've done a lot of work since then, of course. But at the same time, you're dealing with the situation where I would have been more informed. I wouldn't have felt like the college essentially cheated me or like lied to me because what they did do is they were able to give numbers for the college of fine arts but that's padded because they have really good placement rates for the musicians Uh, (laughs) tricky tricky yes um so when you're dealing with these kind of groups it's a little bit easier to be very you know the more specific that you can get and say i'm really interested in this design program can you give me some examples of the students there what they've done what they've been able to accomplish um, knowing that in advance would have been extremely helpful. And then if you're interested in, I think, that program, that mm-hmm. art, art and design program, also look for their portfolio while you're at it to yes. kind of oh, understand what kind of work comes out of that. That's um, actually why I turned down Cornell and oh, I went yeah? to BU instead. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like any of the art that was coming out of Cornell. I didn't yeah. think it was high level enough. Mm-hmm. So no, no, no. No dissing on Cornell, like I'm sure it's okay. Cornell, <laughs> it's fine. Cornell rejected me, but it was for their oh. um, their <laughs> hospitality school, so that's another yeah. one. Um, but that's another story for another day, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is a really great discussion. Um, so we're gonna sign off now, um, and this is a good stopping point. And then the next episode, we'll talk a little bit about student loans, maybe, um, and 
and how we start to manage that. I see that being a few episodes, but we'll go from there. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Signing out. Ciao.